0: Good afternoon and welcome to this episode of the Under the Hummet Podcast. As we spin towards kind of building this semi-pro thing, I've got a couple of announcements for you. One, the major one is our guest today, Roy and Monique Mel Davis, they have decided to take the Louisiana Bureau and kind of make it like a vital part of what we do. No one knows the state of Louisiana semi-pro better than these two. Roy, Mel, good afternoon. How y'all doing?
1: All right, doing good. How you doing
0: today? Not bad, not bad. Roy, to you. When you look at the state of Louisiana in pro and you see all that talent, is it more of the owners that need to get it together and kind of get the talent right, or do you think the talent has become lazy?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. That fall on both parties. The players, they they got lazy. They don't want practice. They don't want to show up for games, work out, and do their own little routine. And some of the coaches just get frustrated with that so they don't put as much effort into it that they should. So, yeah, I
2: think it fall on both.
0: Mel, do you agree?
2: Yes, I do, 100%. Most uh, most players do not want to practice or some players don't practice because they know if they show up on a game day, they're still going to play. It's not like really forcing anyone to do better. And then with the coaches, once you get players who who's not being committed to you, you're not going to put the same effort behind them and trying to help them at all. So it is definitely on both parties.
0: Now, Roy, you you and Mel are both young, or, er, and I am, which who's not, but you're both young and I am, but you still have an old-school approach to the game as far as practice, hard work, and toughness. Do you think some of these coaches have a difficult time adjusting to the modern player?
2: <laughs> uh yes in a sense because most of the coaches are old school coaches like animal he still gives off that chicago bears mean joe green time like he's real grimy you have mike anderson he's old schooled also you have um i'm not sure who the coach for the rampage right now like you have a lot of old school coaches but they tend to clash with a lot of the newer players because, like, work ethic or um, they don't want to be pushed. Like, they don't – they feel like everything tests their manhood. Like, they're too manly to be told what to do. They're too – like, they're too good to tolerate a coach telling them they're doing anything wrong or they think they – Stuck in certain aspects of the game, like it's like you can't really give off that criticism how you used to. A lot of players can't take that. They're just gonna go to a team where they know they're gonna start, they're gonna shine, they're gonna get to do pretty much whatever they want. Um, not go to practice and 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 not be pushed to be better because like they just want the stats. They just want to play football and not be told what to do. So. Um, definitely, especially with having as many teams as we have in the city alone, um, that kind of, you know, give players a lot of, a lot of avenues to pretty much just do that. Just, all right, I don't got to tolerate animal fussing. I don't got to tolerate Mike. I don't got to tolerate nobody, really. I could just go anywhere. Like, if I don't like one coach, I'm just going to the next team. If I don't like that team, I'm just going to the next team. So, I think I'm pretty sure we're probably going to get into that <laughs> at some point. But um, we we definitely need to cut down on the teams, I feel. But that's another subject.
0: <laughs> I mean, Roy, when you look at it, to Mel's point, like I said, y'all are younger. but Well, young than I am. You're not young. It's not an insult. You're younger than I am. But you have that mentality of you come from a city that is built on hard work and toughness. Why do you think the
1: modern player lacks that? Entitlement. The 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 new generation have this entitlement because of the, the older, like I guess the era that came before them. We worked so hard to make it easy for them that now they just entitled. Them. And so they feel like they don't have to work. You're supposed to look at them. You're supposed to come ask them if you want to be on their team. Well, it wasn't like that when I was playing. You had to work. The dude did if you came play played or not. They didn't care if you was on their team or not. They wanted to play football, and if you wanted to play, you had to come earn whatever you got. Now, nowadays, these dudes just show up and expect to be able to play because they're entitled. And it starts from being like, you know, what I'm saying that starts from high school, before high school, when they playing for these, you know, what I'm saying these these little these other programs, travel ball or rec ball. It start there. They get, it's entitlement. They're superstars on a rec team or travel team, and they work their way up like that. Then fall off to semi-pro and now they don't have to feel like they don't have to do nothing because of their reputation.
0: Now, Mal, we have going back. We, we go back forever. One of the things I do like and do respect about you, you and Roy, the fact that you speak your mind, you don't care who doesn't like it, and you gonna have your say no matter who has anything that they need to run their mouth about. Love that. Right. <laughs> With... <laughs> It makes my job easier because I'm too old for nonsense. When it comes to it, why do you think that so many franchises and so many teams are reluctant to reach out to media as far as being able to cover them and give the exposure that they want?
2: (laughs) One, I think, like, even with teams submitting film, I think some teams or some organizations – some coaches know they're weak in certain areas. Film would expose that. Um, I feel like we have, like, a lot of teams that don't submit film or don't even attempt to record games. You notice pretty much the good teams are always the teams that, that get film. are always the teams that they don't mind putting out film because they, they know they're winners. Like, they know you'll never have an issue with, the Kings in the film, the Dynasty in the film, the Gators in the film, any of these teams, but you would get those teams that don't really record their games, they'll be the ones with the players that's complaining about not making the top 50, You get, but not asking their coaches why they're not playing, and I'm pretty sure it's because it would expose a lot in a lot of organizations, and I think that's BS, but that that brings me to the whole – a lot of teams not even worried about getting players to the next level at this point because that shouldn't even be the focus of whether your team weak in certain aspects or not. But that's what we deal with with certain teams. So,
0: Roy, I see it the same way as Melody. Like, it is – I'm not going to tell you all what your job is, but one of my jobs, I think, is to help build a platform for some of these guys like a T. T Glenn who has eligibility left, to go play somewhere, to go do something with all this talent. It's talent sitting there for a coach to say, hey, come coach me. Or school, take myself to school and learn something. Like get a book. Get There are people who are willing. Or even if he doesn't want to go to school, arena, somewhere. Somewhere there's somebody who wants to give this man a job or an education for what he can do in the field. The Kings are a good organization as far as being able to do that. I just understand why some of them tend to be a little slow with that.
1: I don't, I don't know what's going on as far as that is the disconnect with the schools and stuff. But I do know for a fact the Cardinals do have a program where they are uh, some kind of way. I, 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 don't, I don't want to mis- misquote it or nothing. I remember seeing a post where they they're working with a vocational school in Slidell,
0: mm-hmm. where.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that was that article I sent you guys. hmm Yeah. So, I mean, there are teams trying, but there, it's just – it's not enough teams trying. You know what I mean? And then that that goes back to what Mel was saying. I mean, when coaches don't want to get exposed on their weaknesses because they're so worried about a national championship that they lose the sight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can actually get some of these dudes somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, some of them don't need to be playing this. Some of them, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We understand why you're playing this. But some of y'all are not supposed to be playing this. And all it takes is a little bit of tweaking from me or another coach to get that right and throw some film out there and you're gone. Then, then they let us do that. But they don't see it that way. They just pretty much, they're so focused on winning championships and stuff. I think they lose just lose like sight of that, that you can actually change somebody's life from semi-pro football.
0: Y'all both have posted the same comment about different people when it comes to certain Louisiana players with out-of-this-world talent. You, you pose the same question. Why are you still here? Mel, you played in Germany. You played overseas. You played in college. You played a bunch of places. Yes. And it's more of frustration, not just with the player, but with these teams. And, you know, the media arm is what we're trying to do. And for those who don't know, Mel and Roy will be going to games with the King, the Lightning, the Cardinals. Even the Rampage. Like, I'll make sure that y'all get box seats and hopefully being members of the media now, which I both are, there might be a player who in front of you, well, all food will be good compared to where I live, but good food. And it's more of trying to capture what we're trying to do as far as our message. And I think that these two gentlemen are – the prime example of what we're trying to do because Louisiana per capita is one of the most talent rich football states in the United States. It may not have the name variety of Texas, Florida, California. You can pretty much go around any neighborhood in New Orleans, point out five people, go to a field, and chances are two, maybe three can make that catch. Now, what do people not understand about the talent that is in New Orleans right now? If you had to say.
1: wait, can you ask that question one more time?
0: If you go out in Louisiana, if you go out in New Orleans, no matter what neighborhood, you can find five people, five kids. Chances are two or three of them will have the talent to make a catch, to like go out in the field and make a catch, no matter if they haven't played football in a year or if they never played. If you teach them something, they will be able to learn it. What makes that city so talent-rich as far as the country? Like y'all don't get the credit you you deserve for having so much talent.
1: No, I I think I don't know. I I don't know that one. Um, if I had to take a wild guess, I just had to say, um, just will, sheer willpower down here. It's hard down here. You gotta, you gotta have a lot of will. To... So I say I go based on people willpower, and then that creates a worth thing. That's, so, I mean, you know. but that's, that's just my wild, wild guess. But I don't know. I mean, that'd be real competitive down here. You, you, uh, we are we are very competitive. I don't care what it is. We're gonna find a way to get
2: good at it, and we're gonna beat you. And that's I the part think,
0: that. Oh, sorry, sorry,
2: I I think it's 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 part of the work ethic. I do back Roy on that. Also, I think it's lack of exposure, um, even across the board. Like not just semi-pro, like high school, um, junior high. Like you, if you look on ESPN. They have some kids getting offers as early as the sixth grade, but that's in, like, California. That's in, like, major cities, like, big, big, big cities. Like, um, down here, I don't think you really get the exposure unless you go to the correct high school. Because um, I believe that, like, even in the inner city, like, not the 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 big, you know, Catholic schools like John Curtis and and those type of schools, like, Schools, as far as like regular public schools, have better talent, honestly, but they don't really get the the exposure that they that they honestly deserve, or the exposure that other schools get because they don't have the the coaches who who've been certain places or won as many state championships or did any of that. So like a school like Car, they then came up, they came a long way since I was in high school. They were good, but they didn't cross that hump until a couple of years later. And now they sponsored by Undom or uh, Nike and got their own high school now, got their own football field now. So they're like a powerhouse now. So they get a lot of exposure. John Curtis gets a lot of exposure. Uh, Landry Walker was getting a lot of exposure, but you don't even really see them no more. It's just, you have to really be surrounded by the right people um, down here or know the right people um, as far as, like, getting exposure. And a lot of kids don't have the opportunity to get that. So they have to end up taking, honestly, some people who deserve to be Division One, or uh, deserve to be Division II uh, on the junior college scholarship. A lot of them have to try to walk on places because – they don't have the exposure or the fume to back them up, you know, and they'd be a hundred percent be better than a lot of these Catholic school players. Like John Curtis have people who do not start on their team, get division one offers, just offer JT Curtis word, you know? So it just, it's, it's on both parts. Like the, the will to get better. Cause a lot of people can't take that constructive criticism nowadays. Um, also, the exposure piece is is also another big piece.
0: One of my hopes is to, if some of these teams have rooms on their buses, if y'all ever had time, you know, if they made a the trip to Jackson or Pearl to play the Dynasty or play the Titans and McComb, we, we get your seats, provide y'all the day off and all that, and Mel will be doing lives. Roy will be – Breaking down what he sees. This is what we're trying to build here. Each week we're gonna meet, and these two gentlemen are gonna tell you what they see. Like I can only tell you what I see videotape, which is fine, but they can tell you what they see, the atmosphere, being on the field, what tape doesn't show. This is where we're trying to build. This is different. Semi-pro, as you both will know, is broken. Yeah. It's in a bad spot right now. And New Orleans Semi-Pro is suffering because of, like you said, the entitlement, some of the shaky ownership, just things that aren't panning out correctly. To everyone in New Orleans and wherever, we're about to fix this. So this has been a quick run-through of the Under the Helmet episode, the boot edition. Roy Rimini, Mel Davis. I appreciate y'all. We definitely will definitely pick this up next week. We have a lot more to talk about. But for now, thank y'all, fellas. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, fellas.